0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. It is getting into the beginning of the equestrian season. It's all full-blown, full open, wide open. Everybody's showing, they're racing, their race going to the sales they're doing any and everything that you can do in the horse industry with a lot of success. And uh, that's really exciting for us because um, all of our clients here uh, that are down here for the winter in South Florida, um, you know, uh, made their adjustments and, and everything's going good. Everything is going good for us. And on our first um, uh, segment today, we are going to get into Quest for Equine Gold. Um, it's uh, regards to the 2021 Olympics, um, how people are getting there, and it's kind of amazing. All over the world, we have the same uh, things day in and day out, uh, dressage, uh, Grand Prix jumping, uh, three-day eventing. Uh, everything's just uh, rolling right along uh, according to plans. And, uh, they're getting ready for, like I said, the Olympics in, uh, in Japan for 2021 in here. And the, the way it all starts out, um, for the show horse industry is you have to have a facility to train at. And, um, here at Sunshine Meadows, we're a small facility. Uh, we have Florida Atlantic University, uh, equestrian team here with us. Uh, we have, uh, quite a few, uh, outstanding, uh, um, show horse people here. Uh, world champions uh, that have come here. And, and they like our facility at Sunshine Meadows because it's small and, and they can operate. They don't have to go out and, and try to ride in arenas with, you know, 30 and 40 horses, you know, in the morning. Uh, here they can come and, and, you know, you're looking at 10 to 15 horses. And, and it really gives them a, a good chance to uh, take their time and work on what they're doing. Um, but like I said, it starts all over the world. Uh, all throughout Europe, um, all throughout, um, you know, the United States and South America, uh, we have um, uh, training facilities. And one of the f- facilities that we're going to be highlighting this week is called the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, Florida, and Wilmington, Ohio. Uh, these facilities are just phenomenal, uh, That uh, what you see uh, when you get there. It, it, it was compared this morning to a place like Disney World, and, and you know, that's, that's pretty saying a lot for a facility if you can be compared to Disney World, um, and, that, and that's what they, they're actually comparing it to. Um, this facility uh, uh, caters to every, every breed. Um, they can do just about anything uh, there that needs to be done. Um, the amenities that they have uh, at the World Equestrian uh, Facility is endless. Um for all the horsemen, they have a salon in Day Spa, um that they have there. Uh, they have dining. Uh, they have the Paddock Club, the International Grill and Cafe, the Dark Horse Coffee Company. Um, and they can cater to uh, various events that you might have there, um, you know, uh, with your training facilities. Um, it's in Ocala, Florida. It's just unbelievable uh, to go to. It's a world-class, multi-indoor an outdoor arena and facility uh, offering state-of-the-art amenities to accommodate numerous disciplines within the equine industry and more. Uh, it, it's just a phenomenal facility. Um, the largest equestrian complex in the, it, it is the, the largest equestrian complex in the United States. Um, it, it's the ultimate horse show experience. It's great for exhibitors. It's great for vendors. Um, it's a great place to uh, do networking that because you see horses coming in from all over the world to the world equestrian center and, and it gives you the opportunity to meet and meet and um, uh, you know develop your your own services uh, that you have there um, For example, they have a stately two hundred and forty eight hotel two um, hundred forty eight room hotel. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, it has stunning views of the property. It's oversized accommodations. The hotel will have a state-of-the-art fitness center and day spa and salon. So you can get everything uh, right there in the World Equestrian Center when you go and you got time off uh, from uh, training, you know, or showing. Um, the, uh, one of the unique things about this, and I think this is one thing that really is key. Uh, for the, for the horsemen. Um, they, they have the world equestrian state, uh, estates. Uh, it's all real estate. They have opportunity to, uh, buy, uh, you know, homes and condos and so forth there at the facility. And, and that's just, you know, amazing to see at a horse facility that you normally don't see in there. Um, so one of the things that, um, that we tried uh, talked about last week was getting organized and if you're going to train and you select a place like the World Equestrian Center um you know you you can implement your your daily routine your daily program and really not have to leave you know the the facility itself uh they they have everything that you can think of um you know there at, at uh, the World Equestrian Center um they have a convention center and they'll have trade shows there Uh, They have 132,000 square feet um, uh, building for uh, trade shows, Uh, so it's just phenomenal, uh, you know, that that they have there. Also, they have, uh, and who would ever think this at an equestrian center, uh, there are multiple indoor and outdoor um, capabilities to accommodate a variety of sports and performance competitions. Uh, the competitions include soccer, basketball, volleyball, cheerleading, dance, martial arts, cross country, lacrosse, and more. Uh, so it, it just goes to show you that, um, when you come there, there's more, more to do than just the equestrian. You don't have to, uh, uh leave anything at home. You can come, uh, to the equestrian center, world equestrian center, and, um, uh, you know, uh, do all the things that you normally would do at home. Um, uh, the, the other thing, um, uh, that, that I like uh, about um, the World Equestrian Center is the fact that um, they cater to uh, canines. Uh, they have canine shows uh, in their indoor facilities and outdoor facilities. They have performance fields, modern structures, convenient access and accommodation that surpass the expectations from anyone that, that's into the canine show, showing industry. And, and a lot of uh, horsemen have uh, dogs, and um, they take them with them, and so that gives you an, an extra, um, you know, way to relax and rest after, you know, the hard day of a training and everything. And for some of you folks out there, they even had wedding facilities, um, which uh, is just unbelievable. They have a stunning chapel there, and it accommodates up to a 100 guests. Um, so, you know, that, that's another amenity that a lot of places do not have um you know the, the the facilities itself has a variety of Fort Florida uh lodging at the world equestrian, World equestrian center struggling today guys um for all your needs um they have uh, a luxurious five story hotel they have an r v park and adjacent uh, access to uh golden uh Ocala vacation rentals uh next door. So, you know, they, they accommodate everything at this facility, and, they, and that's the great thing about it. Um, you know, when when you're out on the road uh, with the horse business, you, you don't want to get into the uh, routine of, oh, it's a job, I, nine to five, you know, five to five, you know, what have you. If you go to a place like the World Equestrian Center, you have everything located right there on the facility that you would need. And you're, you're a golf cart right away from everything. And that makes it really, um, you know, really too, uh good to work with. Um, you know, uh, they have vendors a lot of all different types. Uh, so you can get saddles. You can get, uh, any tack that you might need. Uh, you can talk with the feed dealers. Uh, they, they can take care of everything that you need, need to, uh, do for the, the horse, uh, industry. So, my suggestion is is that you go to www.worldequestriancenter.com and take a look and see what all they have have there. Um, it's very important in your training that you keep life as normal as possible and make life as easy as possible. It's hard enough in the show ring. It's hard enough on the racetrack, and you know to uh, work every day. And, and if you can save an hour here or there by going to facilities such as the World Equestrian Facilities, you know, Ocala, Florida, um, you know, an hour, uh, if you look at it at the end of the week, you're looking at seven or eight hours that you can save by just, you know, going to a facility like that. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things that, um uh, you know, we're suggesting that you do. Um that's, uh, part of our Quest for Equine Gold show. And um, if you go to, to to their website, it will tell you any and everything that you need uh, to know uh, about that uh, facility. Um, it's fantastic. They also have a, a facility in Wilmington, Ohio, um, that mirrors this uh, uh, facility in Ocala. So that's uh, something that we'd like for you to go see uh take part in. Um, and just about all the all the facilities have uh, uh you know, similar, uh, situations like at, um, Try in North Carolina, uh, at, um, the Palm Beach International Equestrian Center here in, in, uh, in, uh, uh, Palm Beach. Uh, they ha- have a little bit of everything there. Um, so that's, that's why we suggest that you go to facilities such as that. Uh, you know, it's kind of exciting to go to. It's kind of like a mini vacation. And, and like I said earlier, they call it Disney World of the Horse Industry. So uh, take a look at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala. Now we're going to get into how they get there. It's um I.E.N.'s uh, documentary, Following Horses to the 2021 Kentucky Derby. And uh, every week uh, we have um, a horse a horse uh uh racing across the country on IEN called At the Wire. And we have a featured race on At the Wire uh every week and we'll get to into that featured race here in, in just a few minutes. But um last week um we had the Lakama at uh, uh hot springs uh, at the fairgrounds in New Orleans. And uh it it pretty much um ended up the way everybody thought it would be. Uh it, it was a tough race. Um, It's a two hundred thousand dollar added. It's a a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt, and this time of year, going a mile and a sixteenth is is good for your horse because you're trying to eventually get to that mile and a quarter in the Kentucky Derby, uh, is what what you're trying to do. And sometimes, uh, if a horse is a a light bloomer, a mile and a sixteenth might be just you know uh, pushing a tad too much um, and could take a little bit out of him and you spend a little more time uh, trying to recover uh, from that mile on a 16. Um, but uh, depending on your horse and, and you know, uh, how he recovered from uh, pri- uh, previous races, um, it, it uh, you know, it, it might be a, a good good deal. Uh, but this this race really shaped up to be what it was supposed to be. Um we had uh, Midnight Bourbon uh, was the winner. Uh, they all carried 122 pounds, and uh, this horse is a nice horse. State uh, trained by uh, Steve Ashmussen, and um, Steve is bringing this horse along, uh, and he's good at doing what he does. And this might be the year uh, with this horse um, that he can get to get a win at the Kentucky Derby. Um, it, it's a uh, it's really nice. Uh, uh, Bay Colt, um, it's by now uh, out of the Catch the Moon, uh, mare by Malibu Moon. So, uh, and he was foaled January 25th, 2018. So he was an early foal and that, that really makes a difference because now you are talking about being mature and, and being a solid, steady horse and, you know, uh, growing in a, in a normal fashion. And, and with the spring coming along, uh, you know, uh, and summer coming along, uh, they tend to have those growth boots. And, and it seems like that they have this horse on the right track. Um, you know, I, I was uh, really uh, like the horse. Uh, I think that he'll do good. Um, you know, he, he was uh, he, he was placed inside, and he, he was uh, second at the three sixteenth pole. And and he responded and, just, and and he pulled away to win by over a length. So um, you know, he, he's really a nice horse. Uh he was in against a lot of real good horses that um uh you know you might see down the road uh here uh in, in the future. Um uh, we're, we're looking at uh uh the next race is going to be um at Oakland Park and you might see that you might see uh, you might see Midnight Bourbon at the Arkansas Derby. That's where I think that I would be going with him um, here, uh, coming up here in the future. Uh, it would set him on the right pace, depending on how he comes out uh, of the race. Um, and speaking of how they get there, our next race uh, on how they get there is the Smarty Jones. Uh, Stakes race from Oklahoma on January 22nd. Um, This this horse this race it shows up to be a real test of your horse if you want to take him on to a mile and a sixteenth or a mile and an eighth here in the next 30 to 40 days. Now this is a one mile 150 thousand dollar added, and um, it's really going to be interesting to see. They have a ship in called uh, Martini Blue uh, from Kentucky. Um, see, uh, the trainer is Robinson, and he drew the number one post. Um, he's he's jumping in with the big boys uh, in this race, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see, you know, uh, how this comes out. And again, we go back to Steve Ashmusen. He's got Cowan in in Big Thorn that he's running uh, in in here. They're nine to five in 92, to two they're the co favorites uh you know for the race and so Steve is really on top of things. He's got a lot of horses that that will be coming coming around. And then uh we have uh another horse called uh Cadu River and his uh Brad Cox is the trainer. So Brad's always coming ready to run and he likes hot spring. But um the Smarty Jones is at four eleven post uh time, five eleven Eastern um on Saturday. It's uh, race number eight at Oakland Park. And I tell you what, I'm looking at a long shot in this race. Uh, I don't know why I I like this horse. Uh, I can't tell you uh, why. Um, But this horse is really going to be a nice horse. Um, It's called Hardly Suede, and it's a trainer by the name of Hernandez, and uh, Garcia is the the jock. Uh, he's a real tough uh tough jock and, and i think that that might be a pretty good um long shot there it's um hardly swayward uh in the smarty jones saturday five eleven eastern um here in 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 the u s uh, then uh we're going to take a look um at the pegasus world cup uh this has brought some of the best horses in the world here to uh south florida it's on uh, january 23rd it's race 11 it's the world cup invitational it's a grade one post time is at 459 eastern the purse is a million dollars for three-year-olds and up and or for four-year-olds and up and it's a mile and three-sixteenths on the turf um this this turf race here is going to be uh, 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 better's delight. There's not, there's not a horse in here that cannot win this race. Um, uh, he has a horse called Breaking the Rules with Johnny Velasquez in, in the saddle. Um, this horse is a good runner. Um, Shug's always trained horses to, to, uh, run well on the turf. And this horse should be running late down the lane. Um, he should be running right at him at the wire it's called breaking the rules. uh he'll be carrying 123 pounds of Johnny Velasquez up on him. Uh this horse is, is really really nice. Um good bloodline, um you know, good trainer, good jock, uh, puts a lot of a lot of emphasis on the jock. Um I, I think that, that that's going to make a big big difference. Um you know, in in this horse. Uh I tell you the breeding on him, uh, I do. I do like uh, it's warfront uh, protesting by A.P. Indy, so he's not only got uh, stamina in the distance, but he's got the speed into him, and you, when this horse has matured into a real nice horse. Um, I, I tell you, I, I really do like it. It's a Phipps, uh stable uh, horse, and um, usually when you see him at this level. Uh, Shug's not playing around. He goes there to win win the race. Uh, So that's going to be a good one. And then um, Shug also has another horse in here with Ortiz in the irons. Um, It's called North Dakota. Uh, This horse is is a real nice horse. Uh, The breeding on him um, is, I I think, uh, all distance and all grass. It's Medallia de and Starry Dreamer by Rubiano. And you don't see too many, uh, horses of Rubiano in the bloodline anymore. Um, but Rubiano has got a, uh, a solid, uh, whenever he raced, you had to race him from the get-go, from, from the gate to the wire. And so that, that's a, a another horse I think that, uh, uh, could do something here. It's North Dakota with Sugar And then other than that, uh, you know, I see a lot of nice horses in here, um, Todd pletcher has got a horse called Colonel Liam. Uh, he's the number five horse. Uh, he's a four-year-old colt. Uh I don't know how he'll do it against all these older horses, but um, he, he's really nice. And um, I, I tell you, uh, the breeding on him is probably, I would say, um, uh, maybe the best out of the whole uh, uh, field uh Liam's he's Cyrus Liam's map uh the measurement is the Dan by Bernardini. now Liam's map has uh, set quite a few record track records um Liam's map was it was a tough horse um you know he he had a lot of success and he had a lot of grit and a lot of stamina and and I think that um you know he he's a nice horse but Shug's horses I think are going to be be the ones to beat um, you know, in, in this race. Um, that's the Pegasus World Cup uh, Turf Invitational. Uh, Post time is at 4.59. It's race 11 at Gulfstream Park. And remember, invitationals, you got to be invited. And so I think that uh, they put together a real good package uh, for this race. Um, the purse is a million dollars, and it's at Gulfstream Park, and it's 4.59 pm on saturday and if you go to iantv.org uh you will have all the connections uh there to uh, watch the race live on um your phone uh, your laptop tv whatever whatever you uh, need to um uh, watch it on now the the big feature of the day at Gulfstream, stream um is it post time is 5:44 um, it's the Pegasus World Cup Invitational Grade 1 uh, it's for 4 year olds and up it's a mile and an eighth on the dirt and this thing is loaded to like there's no tomorrow and I cannot pick out one favorite that I would like in this race so I think that I might end up going ahead and betting $2 on each one of them just to um, you know see if I can do anything it's a 12 horse field um, it's going to be a, a great race. Uh, like I said, it's post time 544 Eastern in here. And it's just amazing when you start running down through here to see who is in here. Um, there's a Maryland horse by Brad Cox. And it's called Nixco. Um, he He's really a, a good horse. Uh, he's seasoned. Uh, I think that he, he could uh, uh, might surprise a lot of people. Uh, on here, Uh, um, he's good, uh, the breeding on him is, uh, what I think, uh, is superb. It's Painter, Cosmos Buddy, by Outflanker. And, and what I like about this bloodline on him is it's, it's just now starting to surface in races across the country. Um, you don't see, you don't see a lot of, uh, um, uh, painters out there. Uh you do, but it it's not in you know, at this level. So this is gonna be a good test for him. You got Joel Rose, Rosario and the uh irons for Brad Cox. It's mixed go. Uh Maryland Brad. And then um when I start looking down through here, I'm just kinda thinking, uh, you know, who who could this be? Who who could really jump up here and, and make a statement uh at this time of year. Um you know, it's last judgment with Mike Maker is, is a nice horse. Um, he's coming around. Uh, the pedigree on him is, is good. It's called Congrats Fantasy, uh, Forest, uh, by Forestry. And, um, that's got a lot of distance, but, but I think that's more grass bloodline than anything, you know, for him, uh, on there. And then you never can sell gay he out again. He's got honor code in there. Um, he got gasliones in the saddle for him. Um this horse you know, he he's already made a statement through his uh uh through his um uh, racing career. Uh I'm sitting here looking at Noble he's uh, um Noble Vision, uh reunited by Dixie Union. And um so you know, when you look at him you say, Good gosh, you know, the bloodline's not what we're used to seeing here in the states and now when we take a look at it uh at his race record it's phenomenal so you know that, that's one of the ones that uh you know and again uh shug but I, i'm telling you these races uh that we have at Gulfstream this weekend the whole card all day long is um is loaded it's just loaded with um all kinds of uh uh runners uh uh, good runners, runners that are getting ready to peak, uh, uh, you know, it's just amazing, uh, how they had to do this. And with these races been at this time of the year, the problem that most people have is it's early in the season and, and they're not really ready, uh, you know, for this kind of competition this early in the year, uh, due to the fact that, uh, you know, we got a lot of other good races coming up, uh, you know, through the spring and, and into the summer. You know, with these, uh, for these horses. So for them to get ready this time of year, they had to go out of their way and make it a special training effort to do what they're doing, you know, here, uh, on uh, Pegasus Day. Um, and it's a great uh, show to watch on TV. Um it's a great show to bet, uh, bet to your local old TVs. Um it's really good to uh, see, um, you know, the handles being, uh, up in, like they are at all the race tracks. It's really making it uh, exciting for the for the horse um, enthusiast here. Um, I, I tell you, when you're sitting here looking at all the different horses that that are that are running, um, I tell you, it's hard to pick out uh, the whole the whole card at Gulfstream on Saturday is just loaded. I think Todd Pletcher's got like eight or nine horses running. Uh, Running on the 23rd. Uh, and so, you know, that that's a, a good trainer to, to watch, uh, you know, to take a look at. Um, but like I said, the Pegasus Day is a great day of racing. Anybody could win any of the races that they have there. Uh, so I'm kind of excited and can't wait for it. Um, uh, how they get there, the Smarty Jones at uh, Gulfstream Park, um, you know, this weekend. Uh, following the road to the Kentucky Derby. Um, there, and I tell you, there's 12 new horses that are going to be added, uh, Friday to, um, on the road to the Kentucky Derby, uh, on how they get there. If you, if you, um, go to our website on Friday, you'll see all the 12 horses that have been added. And, and like I said, each week, uh, you get a nice group of horses that come together, um, and, and they ray, race and then, uh, you know, by Sunday or Monday, you know, uh, where they're at, how they came out of the race, uh, you know, what the future plans will be for them. Um, you know, they're, they're just taking it from there. And, and, you know, we, we talked uh, the last couple of weeks, we've had some races that, um, that were, uh, literally, uh, five horse races, you know, and, and so quite a few of those have moved on, but now when we go back to, uh, like Oakland and Smarty Jones, you know, you're, you're looking at a field of, of, uh, seven horses. And, uh, so that's what, you know, one or two more added to the field. So they're testing their horses against, you know, all the other horses that are coming up. And, um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Now, the one race that I really do like and, um, uh, it's the San, out at Santa Anita on the 30th of this month. It's the Robert B. Lewis Stakes um at Santa Anita. And, uh, Bob Baffert usually has, uh, one or two horses that are running that. And you, they usually do fairly well, the West Coast horses do, coming out of that, uh, you know, headed into the Kentucky Derby. Now, I don't know how true this is, but I heard rumor this morning, um they were, uh, working all the horses at, um at uh, the different tracks and everything, Palm Beach Downs, Gulf Stream, Santa Anita. Getting a, you know, last uh, getting a blowout for a, a Saturday and Sunday, but I've been told that Bob Baffert might have nine horses for the Kentucky Derby this year, and I'm getting ready to go through this afternoon and see, check his stable roster, and to see how true that is. It could very well be. We'll find out here on Saturday, well, on the thirtieth. Um, 'cause they're gonna when they interview bob they'll they'll ask that's one of the questions going they're gonna ask and then um the other one uh, that we have um on Saturday is the Holy bull at Gulfstream park and um this is a crucial uh prep race for the Florida derby uh the holy Holy bull is really a, a good race, and a lot of trainers uh they they go into the Holy bull. And, and the, the reason they do that is because it's a good setup for the fountain of use and the uh, Florida Derby. Um, on on the Holy Bull Day, um, if your horse race is good and and he comes out good a few days later, um, you know, you can kind of really start circling races that you're going to point for, like the fountain of use and the Florida Derby. And um, if you run good in the Holy Bull, uh, you know, uh, there's no reason to leave South Florida, you know, to go to Hot Springs or to, uh, uh, you know, California, New York, or Kentucky. Um, so that that's one of the things that, um, you know, you have to take into consideration on what you're doing, uh, you know, with the uh, uh, with your training schedules. Uh, the industry, uh, the thoroughbred industry in particular, is uh, growing strong. Um, the racing's good. Uh, we're starting to get good solid fields. Uh, we have a lot of different, um, uh, races that are coming up. Uh, we're on schedule on a normal routine for the Kentucky Derby and, and all the other races, the Travers and, uh, uh, the Haskell and, and also we're on a regular, uh, normal schedule. And I think that made a lot of the, uh, uh, the trainers, uh, feel more at ease, uh, because it's a normal routine they can get back to. The grooms can get back to it. Uh, the riders and, uh, you know, all the help and, and the different tracks, uh, you know, they can start planning their marketing, um, for those races and, and, you know, with some, uh, with some confidence, um, into how they're going to market and see, uh, you know, get the races out there. And, uh, one of the things that really is good is there's a tremendous amount of new radio and TV shows that, that are coming up now. You know, for all the different racing, uh, some of the racetracks are doing, going into their own, uh, uh, programming, um, their, uh, radio and television, uh, you know, which, is, which makes it good for the horsemen because no matter where you're at, you will be able to, uh, you know, see the horse racing, uh, you know, that type of thing. And then it's, it, it is carried over into, uh, uh the standard bread racing. It's carried over into, uh, AQHA. Uh, events, uh, it's carried over to, uh, uh, the World Cup, uh, uh, challenge series, uh, from the show horse industry. And, and one of the things I like is, is the websites that are out there. Um, if you go to, uh, the Palm Beach National, uh, Palm Beach International Equestrian uh, Center, um, and look at their website, they have, uh, one page that you can go back and you can see, uh, who won, uh, you know, what event, uh, in the previous week. And that's it, archived in, uh, uh, video on demand. Uh, and it's really nice because it, it gets it down to each individual. You can look up the rider. You can look up the horse. Um, you know, you can see what events that they were in and you can go back and you can watch their, uh, watch their, uh, event, uh, just like you were there. It's a week late, but at least you can see what you missed on there. And, and that's one, one thing that um, and I like about that website. Um, same thing with Tryon um, International in North Carolina. Uh, they're all similar. Uh, they tell you about what they have and, you know, when their uh, shows are, the, the purse money um, you know, it's, it's really good to go to and spend, you know, a half hour and relax and, and take a tour of the facility. And same thing with, um, you know, the Thoroughbreds. Uh, you know, you can go to, uh, uh Churchill Downs, um, Google Churchill Downs and, and you can see what they have at that facility. Uh, a lot of the uh, websites now have virtual tours, um, of the facilities that, that you're going to look at. And that really, makes a big difference when you understand where the the horses are coming from, um, you know, and how they're doing it, Um, you know. So that's one of the things that I like about the Internet. Um, You can visit a lot of places and not have to go anywhere, Uh, you know, and they're very good at what they do. Uh, It gives you all the information that you need to know, and um, it gives you prices and hotels and uh, plane flights and bus tickets and car rides, it gives you everything that you need to see there. Um, which which is a, a kind of exciting to do. Um now back to Oakland uh and, and the Smarty Jones uh this week um there's a lot of challenges that, that are getting underway now for uh the horse industry because like I said the um uh racetracks are starting to try to get back to normal Uh, They're trying to get, uh, you know, things in line. Uh, Eventually, uh, the last decision they have to make, uh, and this sounds kind of different, but the last decision they have to make is do they have fans? Do they have fans in the stands? And I tell you, that's a hard decision to make, Uh, you know, because if you bring – uh, fans in, and the COVID hits your track, you got to shut it down. Um, you know, it, it makes a difficult decision to make. So that's why that decision is the last thing that the tracks and the show venues are, are um, you know, thinking about. And I tell you why they why they're doing that. The reason is flat out dollars. That's why they're making that decision late like that. Because right now they're very successful without fans. Now fans is one of the most important things that we have in the horse industry that that makes it go that makes you uh, successful um to build traditions like the Kentucky Derby the Arkansas Derby um you know the World Cup challenge series uh, for show show horses the Olympics you know that type of thing the fans are very important but in this situation they get at the bottom of the list and the reason that is because you don't want to take a chance of getting COVID into your facilities once you're, once you're clean and good to go. And so, uh, at Hot Springs, they got a 57 day live racing, uh, uh, that they have there. It's a hundred million dollar plus project. Uh, it, they expanded their gaming rooms. Um, they expanded everything, uh, like they were supposed to do. What, you know to welcome back fans um they have twenty eight thousand square foot gaming expansion roughly a year ago um you know it's amazing that they put all that money into it and now they can't use it uh so now they're slowly be bringing that back you know uh with some, with the COVID like it is and everything so um you know it, there's a lot of things that, that you gotta look at um uh for example, general admission into the grandstand, not initially allowed, um, you know, to, to Hot Springs. Uh, and this is just kind of some of the things that they have to look at, uh, when they're, uh, uh trying to open up. It says, um, uh, they have a current seasonal, um, box seat holders and current Oakland Jockey Club members may enter the grandstand uh, with weekly reservations required. So now what they're trying to do is they're trying to, you know, do the tracing and and see who's coming in and, and where they can, you know, place them at. Um, the restaurants inside the grounds stands following Arkansas Department of Health uh, directives open to the public with weekly reservations required. So what they're saying is is that if you're coming to Hot Springs, and no matter where you go and what you're doing in there, you're going to have to have a reservation, uh, you know, with it. Uh, simulcasting at Hot Springs is open Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time, and it's a limited capacity with weekly reservations required. Social distancing is required in all areas of the facility. So the key word, uh, you know, is weekly reservation. Uh, then, that way they can control how many 's coming and you know the things that are being done there um, you know they they can uh, uh, find out who 's there and if somebody gets you know passes it on then we 'll know who it is uh, so that hot springs they 've got it together like all the other tracks have, and that's that 's what i 'm excited about uh you know is knowing that we have found a way to to uh not only be safe. Uh, for all the employees and for all the, uh, and the fans and all the staff at the racetracks and, and the show menus. But we found a way to make, uh, the business, uh, generate money and income for, um, all of the industry. Cause a lot of people don't think about this when, when they're out there, um, about the horse industry as a whole, no matter what discipline you're in. Uh, we'll take, so we'll just take like, say, for example, like the thoroughbred people. The thoroughbred people, show horse people, um, everybody in the industry touches your community. When the show horse people, uh, thoroughbred people, uh, sales people come into town, they touch every phase of the industry in your community. They go to Burger King. They go to Walmart. They go dry their clothes and wash their clothes. Um, they go to the gas stations, they go to the hospitals, um, you name it, there's not a business that a horseman will not, uh, you know, uh, avoid. They go to everything, dry cleaners, uh, Uber drivers, taxi cabs, uh, hotels, uh, air airlines, uh, buses, uh, you name it, um, the horse industry touches your, uh, community. The economic impact is just phenomenal, you know, that they have, um. So if you don't see them, if you don't see them in the show ring, then that means they're out at Burger King or Walmart, you know, somewhere, uh, spending their money in your community, uh, and what they're doing. Um, the things that, uh, you have to look at in the horse business is how do you make your life a little easier? And like we talked about last week, uh, show, in order to make your life easier, you got to get organized, and that, that's sometimes I have a hard time, um, you know, doing that, getting organized, uh, because times adjust and they get a, a, a little bit off, uh, you know, by you know a horse getting hurt or you know rain or you know an employee not showing up that type of thing, and, and that's what's the scary part about uh, uh, the business is. Um, it's hard to adjust, uh, your training and your daily routine when you have so many things that can go wrong, you know, and, and you have to adjust your schedule. And so like basically I, I started this morning getting up late. <laughs> so I had to go to plan two. Uh, I didn't get up this morning until five thirty. And so I had to go to plan two because I had, um, I had all kinds of shavings deliveries coming in uh we had uh all kinds of maintenance deliveries coming in and uh you got training going on, so you gotta adjust to that um you know so you don't spook any of the horses or get anybody hurt so you know that that was a bad way for me to start off my 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 day but uh for the most part, I'm gonna run through uh you know what a day should look like um a lot of trainers uh uh Get to get to the barn at 4:30 in the morning. Uh, they do a walk through the barn, um, seeing making sure all the horses are good. They talk with the night watchman, and they find out, um, you know, from the night watchman if there's any horses that were sick or got cast in the stall or didn't eat or, you know, had a temperature or you know what have you. And so you know you're looking at about a 30 minute meeting right there. So you now you're looking at five o'clock, and um, then you're starting to work walk through the barn uh, to get the first set out uh, to the track, you know, or to the show ring, what have you. And, and then, you know, you look and see how many sets you got, and, you know, and then the flow starts. And hopefully, you know, it can go through and, and um, you know, without any problems and you can get, you know, your training done. And, and, you know, that takes you up to about 1030 in the morning. And then um at 1030 when all the horses are coming in, Getting ready to eat, you know, have breakfast for them in the morning. Um, the trainer walks through again and sees how all the horses came back from training, if there were any problems, uh, you know, that needed to be, uh, taken care of. Um and then usually about that time the, the blacksmith and, and the vets show up, uh, to conduct their, you know, business with the farm or, you know, with the trainer. And so now, you know, you're you're looking, getting close to noon. And then by by the noon, uh, you're generally, you know, everybody's out of the barn and the horses are relaxing and, and the, the grooms and all, all your personnel can go, you know, can go on home. And then um, at 3.30 in the afternoon, uh, you have a limited staff that comes back to feed and clean stalls and check the horses, you know, things of that nature. And so, you know, you're looking at another hour, hour and a half. And um, then, then you're looking at uh, the day being done at, at 5 o'clock. So, you know, really you're looking at, at pretty much a 12-hour day, you know, that that you do that. And then uh, at the end of the day, uh, the trainers and the owners and the riders can sit down and they can kind of, you know, take it all in, see what needs to be done, you know, for the next day. Kind of rest and relax, and then get up. You know, go for it again. But you know that that's important. And like we were talking about, the, you know, the uh, the uh, World Equestrian Center in Ocala, uh, you know, or any of the racetracks, or you know, uh, any of the farms. Um, when you have everything close to you, like like they do at a lot of facilities, that extra hour really helps you out at the end of the day. You know, um, to get what you need to get done you know, with it. But, um, you know, the, the, it's a daily routine that you have to go through. Uh, you know, horses and people are creatures of habit. And, um, once you get into that routine, you learn when you can rest and when you can't. Um, you'd be surprised how many times that I've taken a 15, 20 minute nap sitting in my chair in the office, uh, you know, and kind of gives you a little boost, uh, you know, there if you can get one of those power naps in. Uh, you know that that really does help, but it's all about organization having the right people to replace the right people if something goes wrong uh you know uh, you have all those things that 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 are involved with your your daily routine um you want to make sure that you've got all your uh, uh feed company numbers for feeding hay um, and and a backup plans uh you know for that. Uh, can they service you if you send a horse out to racer to show in another another facility. Um, you know, so that that's important. And, and then one of the things that I really do like um about what uh I've seen uh you know over the years is we have a uh a, a tax shop here at Sunshine Metals. It's called uh, Sunshine and Horses. And um it's right here on the facility and I met Liz and Rick Shout uh, a few years back, and uh, we actually got them into a dormitory room here uh, on our facilities, which was really small, and I was amazed at all the things that uh, Liz and Rick had put into this tack shop. Uh, you literally could go in this uh, 20 by 20 room, and they had any and everything that you could uh, want, and that includes uh, standard bread, star bread, show horses, uh, whatever you need they had in that little room. So they made a decision to expand a little bit, and they got a nice, uh, good-sized trailer, and it's at our front entrance up here, uh, you know, as you come into our facility. Uh, It's on the left-hand side of the road. And what I like about it is, and I've told people, uh, you know, here at the facility, a lot of people said it wouldn't work, but it's working and everything, and I tried to explain to the trainers. You're 15 feet away from getting anything that you need when you leave or come into this facility. You literally can pull in, park in front of the uh, the store, and 15 feet, you know, uh, four steps and 15 feet, you're in to get whatever you need. And today we had a a, a blacksmith that came in that needed some products, and uh, he didn't even have to get out of his truck. Uh, he, he got, he got a product that he needed by a, a girl there that helps, uh, Rick and, and uh, Liz. Her name's Safi. And, uh, she, he said, Hey, I need this and this. Uh, and so, uh, she gave it to him and, you know, he didn't even have to get out of his truck. So, uh, again, it goes back to the facilities and the accommodations and amenities that you have. And I think that's one of the greatest things that we have here. Um, you know is to have a tax shop like that and and the good thing about it is is when everybody leaves to go back up north, um, Rick and Liz can drop ship your weekly uh, products uh, that you get at the barn here, they can drop ship it to you wherever you're at it doesn't matter and if you 're in Pennsylvania if you 're in California uh, you know they they can they can drop ship it right there. And, um, and so those are the kind of things that you have to look in when you organize your day and, and, you know, that can help you out. And, and you know, just take, for example, um, today the products that were sold to the blacksmith, um, you know, he, he didn't get out of his truck. He got his product and he was right out to the barn. But if that tax shop was not here, he would, he would have been taking an hour out of his day you know, to go to uh, the closest tax shop. Uh, go in, uh, get what he needed, um, fight the traffic and, uh, you know, you're looking at it an hour. So, you know, that saved him an hour and he got some good conversation there at the tax shop because I was over there <laughs> and I'm talking to him and, uh, you know, finding out what's going on, getting all my, my equine news for the day, uh, good and bad. And that's what we do up at the tax shop. Up there, so you know those are the things that you have to take a look at you know when you're out and, and you're trying to run your run your uh stable and your farm and and all these different things that that are there um, that that makes it uh really helpful uh to but it's all organization it's daily routine it's organization is being prepared to do what needs to be done, you know and you got to plan out your week um Every Sunday night, I, I sit down and uh after watching, you know, watching a football game or, you know, movies or whatever I'm doing, um, I kind of uh take a look at uh, what my week's going to be like and, you know, what happens if a delivery's late, uh, what happens if it doesn't show up, if it's the wrong delivery, you know, kind of make some little notes on a notepad and kind of go from there. Uh and, and it it seems to be helping me a little bit. I'm still kind of cranky a lot, but, uh, when it don't go right, cause it kind of frustrates me, uh, you know, when something like that happens. But that's something that I'm working on myself, uh, you know, here with it. And, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of the equestrians out there go through the same thing, you know. So just take it all in stride and get organized. And, and once you get that daily, uh, sheet made out, like we suggested last week, and you go through it, then you can kind of pinpoint, you know, where you can save time and, and effort and, you know, uh, things of that nature. Uh, and the other thing is that um, uh, I forgot to put on that list last week, um, was you need to keep a good list of uh, employees, of uh, people that you might be able to uh, call up, you know, uh, if you need uh, need a groom or you need help you know, and if you need to um, get that list. That's really important. And one of the things that I do on the list in here is I make a short list of people that could, you know, work for a day or two, you know, or maybe a week. If you get somebody that got hurt or goes on vacation or, you know, somebody leaves you and you just need to, a few days to get somebody in, you know, permanently. And, and there's a lot of people out there that will do that that, you know, you can get on a short list and call up in a moment's notice, and and they'll come and help you, you know, to do that. So it's all about organization and and the things that you do, uh, you know, to make your days easier. Uh, Like I said at the beginning, we are here now uh, getting ready to, this week starts off the actual uh, horse season for all breeds, all disciplines. Um, Right now, uh, you know, it's full steam ahead. Um, the COVID has been, um, I wouldn't say controlled, but it's being prevented at all the horse facilities of all breeds and all disciplines. Um, it's really good. Uh, so that makes a big difference. We're all on a normal schedule for the shows and the racing and the sales. Um, you know, there's just a lot of people that aren't going to be allowed to go to the venues. But nevertheless, you know, we, we're back to, um, you know, what I would say normal. And it's kind of nice to be able to go to the racetrack and not have you know fifteen thousand people that you gotta you know get in line to get into the track you know so that that's kind of made it nice for the horsemen you know it's easier to get to to and from you know your facility that they're doing there and then um, the last thing that I want to talk about here is a company called Ship S H I P T dot com uh, you'll see a lot of their advertisements on YouTube. Uh, it's a phenomenal company that uh, they're all over the country, and depending on what region and area you're from, it depends on what uh, uh, companies they have. Now, like here in Florida, um, we have uh, Publix, uh, we have Windexy, we have Target, Costco, CVS, uh, Petco. And Office, uh, Office Max and Office Depot that are all a part of Ship. And, uh, and you can join them for, um, $49 a year. And you get your, uh, you go online and you can order anything that that store has. Uh, they even had, added Bed Bath and Beyond this, this, uh, last month. So it covers you every, every which way. You need if you need something, you can go to Ship dot com. But um, you go on and, and once you get your membership, and um, you log on, and you can order all your groceries, uh, whatever, like I said, whatever that store sells, you can order it off of Ship, and they'll deliver it to you within two hours. And um, that that would be at the RV park, uh, the horse show, uh, the farm, uh, your house, your condo, and the membership's good all across the country. Uh, so if you're in Florida and you go to California to show, um, you just go to ship.com and they tell you, you know, what stores are available to you there and they deliver right to you. And there's no delivery fee as long as you spend $35 or more at that, on that order. And then it's free delivery. And that really, that really makes it nice because uh just about every time I, well, I order, I get my uh groceries every Tuesday and, um, you know, I've never had a delivery fee yet and I get them every week. Um so that that's the nice part about it. Um, getting it every week. And you know, the good thing is is they've got Costco, they've got uh uh Office Depot, Office Max and and all and so they literally cover you in everything that you need um to uh take care of um, everybody in your family. Uh, so that, that's really, you know, a good company to get with. And again, it goes back to organization and it goes back to timing. If you're with a company like Ship, then, you know, you don't have to drive to the grocery store. You don't have to spend time in the grocery store, um, you know, shopping and then the time back. Uh, you know, that helps a lot. Now, a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they like to go in and actually, you know, buy. And which is all good, but for the horsemen, uh, this works out fairly, fairly good, you know, for us. So, you know, the whole long and short of today's show was is that man, it was a wild one today. I started out late. I got all, uh, crazy today. Uh, I started getting a little shaky, uh, uh, trying to get the show out today because I got a lot more to do today and everything. And so, you know, the whole long and short of the horse business is your creatures are a habit. Keep on doing it. Don't let it get to you. Uh, do what you do. Uh, always uh, say good morning or hello to, to everybody on your facility, and that's what I do here. Um, there's a lot of people I don't know that uh, I say good afternoon or good morning to, and, uh, you know, it kind of it kind of puzzles them. But after a few hellos and a few good mornings, you know they're they're catching me before I catch them, and, and that makes that makes my date worthwhile, so just remember stay organized uh, the season's starting from all the different disciplines. Um, websites are the horseman's best friend. If you want to know something about something like uh, the World Equestrian Center, about International Equine Network, about Churchill Downs, Gulfstream Park, Santa Anita go right to the website and everything. So thank you guys for being with us this week. Uh, call us next week. If you got anything that you want to talk about, it's uh, 323-744-4828. And we hope you tune in to International Equine Network next Thursday at 1 o'clock.